Welcome to Transition, Gadgets 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to get games for cheap on every single platform. And in the second part of this episode, we are going to be speaking about a movie called Lego Batman. So stay tuned. Getting games for cheap is something that all of us look forward to considering what console game prices are today and to some extent even PC game prices on launch day. And even with things like iOS uh, where Apple has increased the price of so many apps recently, uh, it's gone up by as much as 15 to 20% uh, depending on which category of app or game it is. So this is a topic that we've been discussing internally for a long time that you don't necessarily have to pay full price for every game out there. Pay only f- pay full price only for the games you really absolutely want to play and you want to have it on launch day. But there are so many different ways to get games for cheaper at a big, big discount. Even on launch day in many cases. Yeah. So as we always do, first let's introduce the people who are going to speak about it. Game editor Rishi Alwani is here. Greetings. And podcast regular Mikhail Madnani is also here with us. Greetings. <laughs> this is not Overwatch and that's not Symmetra. Just see. I'm your host Pranay Parab. So uh, let's start this uh, podcast on a platform by platform basis. Uh, first up, I think we should just start give like some general advice, which in my opinion would be wait. You don't have to buy everything at launch. You don't have to buy everything day zero. If you do that, you will eventually end up saving a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, with ge- an exception. Yeah, there are know. exceptions. But before we get to the exceptions, it's important to note that a lot of the games you look forward to uh, are usually available well after release day. We've seen it with most of the big AAA games, be it Assassin's Creed, Grand Theft Auto, Tomb Raider, the works. They're all available a good month or so after release, and that's fine. Uh, if, you, if you're willing to wait past the first week, past the first month, it usually works out better because ga- games tend to get cheaper over time. Um, and we've seen this with a lot of titles. We've seen this with Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which is at launch was 6,000 rupees for the uh, Legacy Edition, which included the base game plus the remaster of Modern Warfare. And now it's available, if you know where to look, for a little under 2,200 rupees. No, the Legacy Edition is still around uh, like between 35 and 4,000. But the base game, which was more than 4,000 at launch, can be bought for even under 2,000 new, if you know where to look. Yes, yes. And even the big title of last year on PS4, which was Uncharted 4, is now under 2,000, which is less than 50% of its original price. Yeah, Yeah, true. So before we get into all these uh, platforms and talk about how to find discounts on them, uh, can you tell me if there is any room for like pre-order discounts? Should people be looking out for those? Are those actually better than deals you get after launch? And how much longer do you have to wait before a game goes on sale? Well, I mean, there are some games which you can get a pre-order discount on, uh, usually in the form of cashback with coupons. That tends to be the case on sites like Games A Shop and to a smaller degree, even Amazon, where Amazon had, I think, a 10 or 15% off on uh, Titanfall 2 and Battlefield 1. Yeah, and let's not forget games like Total War, Warhammer, which uh, did not give you like a big pre-order discount as such, but they tied in some exclusivity uh, to to uh, pre- those who pre-ordered the game. So in I th- if, I, if I remember correctly, you could only play with the Chaos uh, faction if you pre-ordered the game. So that is something you will miss out on if you don't buy games day zero. And this is something which Ubisoft is at the forefront of with about 100 different versions. Okay, that's an exaggeration, but multiple different pre-order options for every game uh, across it's, their it, platforms. It's actually not an exaggeration because you know that... Uh, Things get very real the moment you need a spreadsheet 
to show you how many versions of a game exists. Oh yeah, we we ran into this with Final Fantasy 15 as well, <laughs> uh, going across regions and going across different pre-order bonuses. Like, uh, because like Rishi and I are big Final Fantasy fans, we had a lot of pre-orders in in different retailers. In the end, I just took a call based on the pre-order bonuses which I had, and Amazon USA turned out to give the best uh, pre-order dis- pre-order bonuses. for that so a lot of these things also matter but uh, on the monetary side uh, it's not that much of a discount than what you'd get even 2 3 weeks after release so uh, unless you absolutely have to play day one for AAA you can easily wait and when it comes to different versions more often than not the content that's bundled in isn't integral to the main experience fine there are exceptions to the rule as you said with total war warhammer which if you ask me yes it's a big deal to miss out on playing an entire faction and it also was a problem in a game like uh, batman arkham knight i mean sorry not arkham knight batman arkham city where if you didn't buy the game new or if you didn't buy it uh, at launch you missed out on the catwoman story arc at least the opening part of it so uh Buyer beware in most cases, but rule of thumb is more often than not, a lot of the bonus content isn't worth the cost of entry. It's another story altogether when we talk about season passes, because season passes refer to content that's created and sold, usually created and sold rather after the game is released, and there is some substantial differences. We've seen that with The Witcher, we've seen that with Fallout 4. There's there's a lot of meaningful content. So in those cases, it made sense to buy the season pass. either uh when it was discounted or just before a price hike as the case was with Fallout 4 so uh the fact of the matter is by more often than not the pre-order content isn't as important unless it's story based or intrinsic to gameplay and that's something you should keep in mind before choosing where to pre-order in fact what's more important and this is quite amusing is with The Witcher 3 and uh, certain other games that released here uh they re- certain stores are selling them with t-shirts <laughs> which were really nicely done t-shirts mm. well designed t-shirts and those who pre-ordered got the t-shirts which is really cool mm. and those who didn't well couldn't get it so i mean you rather base it on physical tangible items you get with it over the digital content that comes with it mm. all right so let's move on to platforms now um, pc gaming first because that's where most of the sale things happen um, there are so many different stores over here i think the first and the most important is probably steam so any advice for people buying on steam so for a lot of people uh, they buy games only when they are discounted on pc and uh, steam knows this valve knows this very well that's why they have these heavily at least not by them directly but the steam sales are a big deal in the pc gaming community mm. and they happen quite a few times a year with smaller ones with the summer and winter ones being the biggest ones of the lot which last probably i think 2 to 3 weeks yeah so before you proceed on this one i'd like to just tell those who don't know that steam has this really nice feature where you can add games to your wish list and when those games get a price drop you get a nice notification and uh, i think steam apps are available both on ios and android yeah and, and uh, i think yeah. they introduced one on windows phone for the one person listening who might have one yeah so what you should do is add games to your wish list and they'll give you notifications on the app itself on your phone so that whenever there's a discount you can just quickly log into your pc and buy the game yeah yeah so with steam it's interesting because yes as mike said a lot of the purchases end up happening during sales and by and large the sale timings are predictable you have one in summer you have one in winter you have one during black friday uh, or thanksgiving and uh, off late they last year they had a lunar sale uh which was basically just uh at the chinese new year sale which is very interesting uh i and i won't be surprised if this year they expand it and maybe have a diwali sale hopefully mm. but fact of matter is with steam for sure three times a year there are going to be sales one in summer 
one at uh, black friday thanksgiving and another one in winter definitely three times in the year where it makes sense to hold off unless there's something you really need to play and another thing to keep in mind is uh if in, in case you're new to steam is the refund policy has become a lot better yeah so that's something you should keep in mind what is it under 2 hours yeah, and within a week under 2 hours is no questions asked and, and i think you it's 2 weeks if you own it and not launched it yeah basically if you played a game for less than 2 hours you can get a refund but instantly but there's a there's a small caveat with this as well uh, some publishers uh, <coughs> activision uh they make it so that the pre order bonus for some games will be added to your account as a consumable mm. and if you've actually consumed any dlc or used any micro transactions for a game it cannot be refunded whatever happens hmm. so there are some publishers that are trying to get around loopholes where you cannot refund their games that that happened in fact with deus ex mankind divided on pc and consoles where uh, your in game pre order items were essentially consumables hmm. and uh, that was one way for some publishers to get through that loophole but it's some but by and large others play play quite fair so it's so the refund policy is something you should keep in mind in the event uh you you're not happy with your purchase but by and large like i said steam thrice a year um and it's pretty much straightforward there's one price for a game throughout uh, throughout the duration of the sale it doesn't uh, discount further than that that used to be case the case in earlier sales but not anymore so Yeah. Yeah, and keep an eye out for the games you like because Steam is one place where the game prices go like super ultra low. Uh so f- I'll just give you one example. This is not even like a, you know, some indie game which is, you know, uh, discounted crazily, but uh, Witcher 2 Assassin of Kings uh, regularly goes down to 84 rupees. I mean, 84 rupees is like such a low price for that game, honestly. Um, oh, so that's a good point. Another thing we should mention is uh a lot of people might not be aware steam has regional pricing for india yeah. and uh, this coupled with the sales makes games almost dirt cheap yeah because once you have triple a games that start out at 999 getting 75% off you're paying 250 essentially for something that would cost more than 4000 rupees uh, you mean 250 rupees 250 rupees sorry yeah. yeah so uh yeah regional pricing with regional payment methods and steam sales Like yeah, you'd wonder cash why, on delivery as well, right? Yes. You'd wonder why more people don't buy stuff on Steam and over here. And it yeah. gets better, right? Uh, what I, uh, what some of my friends do, and they do this quite effectively, is uh, just before the month of a sale, what they do is they top up their Steam wallet. So Steam has a wallet function where you can essentially put money via. Earlier, it used to be debit card or credit card. Now, obviously, you have other options. You can even use stuff like Paytm and Free Charge and all that stuff. Uh, so what they end up doing is they they end up topping topping up their wallets just the week or two or the month before a sale so that way when the sale happens and you know uh, every second counts because uh, at the end of it valve servers do get do take a hammering and uh, you don't want to have another step to just put in your payment details so they they really do that and when the sale time happens boom it's it's easier to pick up and also uh, almost every sale usually has a price mistake Uh I don't know whether this is uh, something which they plan on or not. I think it's all planned just to get hype around some games, but uh, people managed getting Call of Duty Infinite Warfare Legacy Edition for around 2200 at launch on PC because of a price mistake. Uh more recently, uh Prey was discounted to I think 1999 on Steam and Bethesda games are usually 4000 rupees on PC over here. So that's another mistake. I've had I have two copies of Elite Dangerous in my a uh, steam inventory which i got for 55 or 65 rupees each just lying there because of the price mistake so <laughs> so yeah these things happen and not having to not having the additional step of your payment method having stuff in your wallet would help 
Yeah, and speaking of dirt cheap games, uh, Humble Bundle is another way to get some amazing deals yeah, on games. Yeah, uh, after Steam, I'd say Humble is the best place to buy, but Humble Bundle does not have regional currency, so you'd be paying in dollars. So what might happen is the Humble discount price would still be more than the full price on Steam, given uh, a $40 game is 849 rupees in India by regional conversion. Yeah, so, so there are two aspects to the Humble Store. One is the actual Humble Store where you get games that have just launched and all uh, new games, AAA games, everything. And the other is the bundle side of things where uh, five or six games, sometimes even up to 30 games are put in one bundle. You pay one single price or you pay whatever you want depending on the bundle and you get all of those games. So for example, you could get uh, say six games for something as little as $1, which is about what, 70 rupees. So that it's like a killer deal but then you know since that is an all you can eat type package you really need to keep an eye out on the games that you really want so if there's the bundle has say five games you really need and the price they're asking for it is $15 then go ahead just pay blindly because you know this is a price that you will not get on any other platform and you know you also get a bunch of other extras thrown in like the soundtrack of the game and some other comic books related to the game artwork related to the game which you will not otherwise find so overall great deals on humble bundle and also humble usually gives you a drm free version of the game so if you care about game preservation uh drm free is important and also they let you uh, download drm free versions on mac and linux yeah and through torrents officially yes those are a real thing yeah Yeah. so humble bundle overall i mean i've been buying games from humble for as long as i can remember yeah i made a steam account after buying one of the old humble bundles so yeah i'd say humble is the second most important place uh unfortunately green man gaming is something you should not consider because uh, they've stopped allowing coupons mm. from India and they've increased the uh, conversion for India. So in most cases, uh, games show up as high as 10,000 rupees also randomly and they do not fix these mistakes easily. Yeah. Uh, for and those of you who don't know, uh, Green Man Gaming is a third-party digital store. It's so, a third-party key reseller. Yeah, basically. key reseller. Uh, you have s- several others like Funstock uh, and uh, G2Play, G2A and CD Keys. By and large... Uh, it's safe not to buy from them. It's safe to say you shouldn't buy from them because uh, as Mike said, in some cases, yes, the pricing is a big problem. Secondly, more often than not, refund policies don't exist. Yeah. So you don't want to be stuck with something you, you wish you never bought. And their verification for first-time purchases also might be a problem for many people involving you calling up your bank and calling up your credit card company. So uh, unless there's like something like Dark Souls 3, which didn't make it here on time and people wanted to play it early on PC... I remember, I think CD Keys had something for $45. So these would be exceptions, but your best bet would be just Steam and uh, Steam and Humble for the games that you want on Steam or DRM free. Yeah, all the games in Humble Bundle, mostly they come with a Steam key as well. So those yeah. those two stores are quite interlinked. Uh, Rishi's been using GOG quite a bit. Yeah, yeah so GOG uh, used to be called Good Old Games and I, I've been on that service for... GOG.com. Yeah, yes. I've been on that service for, I think, over 10 years now. And it's pretty cool because, uh, I mean, it's grown from strength to strength. Not at the same rate as Steam. I have 300 games on Steam and yet I'm deleting my account. Yeah, I more or less don't use Steam. I'm, I'm essentially <laughs> on GOG or for... For those lack- who don't know, that's an opinion piece Rishi wrote and got yeah. a lot of hate for. Yeah, well, I mean, I just basically use GOG or Origin. It's come to that, what do you <laughs> want me to say? But it's I like it because the UI is pretty cool and uh, you get some good stuff with every pre-order. Art books, OSTs. Not just pre-orders. Even if you just buy the game, buying yep. on GOG usually gives you extra stuff you don't get elsewhere. And uh, GOG is actually one of the few companies that goes after requested games, which 
aren't available for purchase anymore like i managed buying crusader no regret no remorse on gog oh, nice a lot of the old apogee games as well which finally showed up on steam like i think years after they were on gog so gog is really good for if you've been playing on pc for a long time like the old dos games and stuff and don't they have like a store wide uh, drm free games policy yes, yes. Yeah, so, so every game you buy there you basically get the setup file and you can install it yes, on your computer yes, yeah, yeah and even uh, they even have a few very few triple a games the big ones would be the witcher 3 which is one of the biggest games to be drm free yep so, and it's it's pretty cool so like they also have sales similar to how steam does uh one in summer one in winter but what's interesting with their sales is uh you're not going to get the same discounts you get on steam you'll be paying a little more but you get these cool goodies you don't get on steam so you have osts you have art books that that's some cool cool stuff in uh what's also interesting with them is that they have a 30 day refund policy which is a lot better than steam in my opinion and yeah most importantly it's all drm free and it's region free at the same time which basically means i can uh, move my files from one machine to another and i won't have any problems they'll work just as they should the client has some teething issues i'll give i'll give you that it's not as robust as steam but by and large it's it's pretty good i mean it, it works well it's a good option if you want uh, if you don't want to be tied down by your client and uh, I mean yeah this price are on the higher side but then it's 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 a better choice in my opinion. Yeah so I suppose final one on the PC side is Origin right. Oh yeah so Origin's an interesting beast. Uh one reason it's EA's own store but it also has games from other publishers. So you'll find games like with The Witcher 3, you'll find Ubisoft titles, you'll find a lot of Capcom games as well like Resident Evil and Street Fighter available on Origin. Now uh what's really interesting with Origin is uh they've gone through a gamut of changes over the past few years in the past they used to be called ea download manager and it was pretty bad to use you required to be online for certain games there was the drm was a nightmare a lot of teething issues but in its current state it's uh, quite impeccable it looks really nice the client works as it should and the discounts are fantastic yeah i mean i definitely recommend that you follow them on social media i mean whichever whichever yeah. social media platform you use because uh, things like mass effect 2 going totally free happen on origin which is something that you wouldn't see any other place yeah so they have this thing called origin on the i think ea on the house or origin on the house yeah, for one pc of those things, yeah. so you get uh, mass effect 2 went free uh, need for speed uh, one of the need for Sp- one of the need for speed games i think hot pursuit also went free uh red alert 2 which is one of the greatest strategy games of all time yeah, was also free command and conquer yeah. yeah so it's it's pretty good from that standpoint that aside they also have uh sales in winter some are not so and if it if uh, what they do is they tend to have sales based on certain franchises from time to time so we've seen the sims being heavily discounted uh the winter sales are the main sale for origin seems to happen around winter which is really interesting because this year on origin you could pick up titanfall 2 for 1500 rupees barely a month or so after release which is a big discount from 4000 bucks so you had titanfall 2 you had battlefield 1 also around 2200 or 2000 bucks versus the 4000 rupee entry point entry point that it was a month ago so and even fifa fifa was i think also around the same price so there's some really good discounts around winter and uh, ea traditionally does that their their sale season is that december to jan period and their sales tend to last longer than what you see on gog or steam the the you, you have a greater window to play around and figure out what you want mm. the refund policy is also as good uh i think it's also the same as gog 30 days the customer support is pretty great too i mean from all the three from all of them i mean 
it's quite good. It's if you ask me the most solid because you always end up talking to someone who will solve your issue instantaneously. Mm. Yeah, and a word of like uh, advice for everybody: just enable two-factor authentication on all of these stores because you never yes. know when your account may get hacked or when your details may get compromised. In always fact, nice to have a second. Do it factor. everywhere on every account that's possible. Make sure you retain your security key, which lets you restore your account. But yeah, do it on Steam for sure because you can't even trade and sell your. stuff on steam the digital items unless you have two step authentication yeah. now uh, other than uh, digitally on pc the physical side of things has a little presence over here for discounts right rishi uh yeah there are a few and it's it used to be a lot a couple of years ago wherein uh, you you'd have games that fine at launch would be 999 discounted to half price within 6 months little less than that from time to time uh nowadays we're seeing it with a few titles that are still available at retail uh day sex mankind divided comes to mind 999 officially and i think it dropped to 600 battleborn is another example xcom 2 uh, dropped to 99 rupees twice on flipkart there we go from one from 999 there we go and this is a title which was uh, more than 3000 on steam there we go mm. so there are discounts to be found if you know where to look essentially online uh, retailers like flipkart and amazon india yeah these are all official channels there's yeah. no like shady getting it from some dealer who yep. bought it for cheap or stole keys or whatever these are official genuine yep. games nothing so, to worry about yeah so those th- those tend to have good discounts uh from time to time you'll also find games like wwe cheaper but uh you have to be a little careful what you buy because games like wwe for example uh even though they're they're sold as physical product they're actually just code in box yeah so that's something to keep in mind <laughs> which was that game there was some 28 mb on the disc and you download some 10 gb on that it. was a uh, metal gear solid 5 <laughs> Yeah, Phantom they just Pain. put the Steam installer, and it's probably not even the latest version of it. Put the Steam installer on disc, and you redeem the Steam yeah, code. Yeah, be very careful when you buy physical media. Just check online before you do that. But then some publishers are good with this, like as Activision, for example. Every Call of Duty game, no matter no matter how many DVDs is required, it's all on disc. Even It, Rockstar does this. Like GTA has six discs. Yep. It had six discs at launch. Obviously, there'd be a lot to download now with patches and all, but. they do a good job with physical product on pc uh that number of publishers is going down though uh, a lot of games don't even get retail releases in the us and that's started creeping its way over here uh, ubisoft games don't get retail releases over here so your only option is buying it on steam or uplay and downloading everything yep yeah so in in uh, as, as far as physical media is concerned please do check online whether it's available for cheap or not cuz uh, so many times you'll find that there's a sale running on steam or gog or wherever but the game is actually cheaper when you buy it locally via yeah like xcom media. is never going to drop to 99 rupees xcom enemy unknown hasn't dropped to that price yet and that's the previous game hmm. so yeah. the the flipkart sale which made it drop to 99 rupees was a one off and i know a lot of people who managed getting it so let's move to the next best thing which is ps4 So PS4 at one point in time the PlayStation store was notorious for not having sales. Uh but now it's reached a point where there are flash sales almost every month. I think one that's go- that just got over or is still going on is an anime themed flash sale and uh they they have sales at winter same time as Steam almost. Uh one in summer, one in winter at least. They even do a golden week sale for Japanese for New Year over there yeah. which discounts JRPGs usually. uh and you almost always uh, have launch discounts or bundles it's become very easy to buy stuff even digitally on console if you just wait a bit yeah like triple a so like at one point you could get uh, call of uh, you could get battlefield 1 and titanfall 2 for like 70 dollars 
a month a month after release which worked out to i think around uh, 5000 rupees when it was available on the indian playstation store and something similar even happened with overwatch i mean overwatch was discounted twice once during a winter sale and once during black friday and uh, that game is notoriously hard to find here you can't buy it at retail like you would for most other games because blizzard decided not to bring it here so uh, it was a really good deal you could pick it up for i think 2000 a little under uh, 2000 rupees on playstation network and uh, around 40 on on uh, on the us version of the playstation network which is a very good deal so uh, you it's become a lot easier and the the trick is with, with the playstation network is i mean the trick i rather use is simply follow everyone seems to be following the valve format where you have a dis- big discount in, in summer you have one in uh, winter or in in uh, place and actually two in winter one in winter one in thanksgiving slash black friday and in between you have smaller sales so like ev- so from time to time you'll see uh, the flash sales and what what uh, playstation does very well and which is something the other, i haven't seen in other platforms pick up as well is the promotion of indie games during lean periods so always around the uh, july august period you'd see a, you'd see you'd see sony release a bunch of indie titles four or five of them you pick them up you get a discount on on all of them so and, and you also get uh, cash back in many cases into your wallet like at least on the us store if you pick up all four of the games or three at least you get 15 to 20 dollars back which essentially equates to buy two get one free yeah. in a lot of cases so that's something microsoft and the others haven't picked up on how to do yet and it's pretty cool because it brings to your attention games that you would never play otherwise i mean that that's how i picked up transistor that's how i picked up rogue rogue legacy the they they were part of bundles and deals such as this and that's one thing which uh, the playstation network has that's unique to it in a way uh, the refund policy is a lot stricter though so if you thought that it would be as lax as steam it's not the case a lot of times and we, we we've gotten reports of uh, people refunding games they've bought Uh, because they weren't happy with it such as no man's sky only find only to find themselves banned from the service and that's something even though sony has denied this we are still we still hear reports from from consumers from time to time saying how they've been de- uh, banned or denied access to playstation network due to using the refund policy so the while it might have great sales and uh, while they might be a lot while there are a lot of flash sales and lightning deals that's something to keep in mind that the refund policy isn't as great This is why uh, physical is still prominent over here. In addition to the fact that uh, AAA games are usually like forty to fifty GB, and not everyone can download that much. Yep. So uh, because PlayStation is the dominant uh, console in India, uh, it has a huge used games market across forums and CEX and the likes. And uh, games tend to drop in price as well because a lot of quantity remains unsold. In the cases of games like Battleborn. Which I think is now six hundred rupees from thirty four ninety nine. A PS four game yeah. for six hundred yeah. rupees. Yeah, insane. So uh, physical uh, physical sales also happen quite often, but uh, you'd have to like look at Amazon and Flipkart, and also certain retailers which do discounts offline but not online. In the case of Games the Shop, yeah, as so we've seen with Final Fantasy fifteen, I've seen it drop to twenty seven ninety nine for the Steelbook edition in store. but online is just a standard edition so yeah, these so, things happen so you need it when it comes to console it we while there are digital options uh it's still recommended that you buy physical product usually through as mike said amazon or through specialist retailers uh more often than not the old uh, jedi trick of looking a retailer in the eye and telling him that you want a discount tends to work so there's no harm in trying your luck no one's going to give you grief for that there's no shame in asking for a discount 
Yeah, sure. So let's move to Xbox One then. Uh, the uh, platform oh, where you can get games for twenty so rupees, Rishi thirty rupees. Men- Rishi mentioned <laughs> Overwatch getting a discount and dropping in price. <laughs> when this happened, uh, I decided to convert my physical copies into digital versions. So I picked it up on PlayStation Four and happily downloaded it. When I decided to do this on Xbox One, the fifty percent discount had it drop from five thousand rupees for some reason to three thousand rupees. Now uh, I think someone in India at Xbox needs to work on math a bit better and also on currency conversions because uh, the game has never been five thousand rupees on any other platform for the standard. What, what was it, fifty one ninety nine or something like that? Yeah, it was quite expensive digitally on on the Xbox One. And what's really amusing is uh, this isn't the first time this has happened in Microsoft. We've seen this with Gears of War Ultimate Edition when it came on PC. Battlefield. Ah uh, no, Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Okay. So what happened with this game? Was uh, at launchers, I think, seven hundred fifty rupees or fifteen, and then yeah, seven hundred fifty rupees. Two weeks later, the price got hiked to fifteen hundred, almost double, uh, for no reason. Uh, a few we- a few months later, after speaking to a few people within the industry, uh, we realized that this is because uh, Microsoft, like. The people who are handling the 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 digital stores for India were sitting out of Gurgaon, uh, but they were a part of the Nokia team that was laid off. Yeah. So all of this was now happening out of Redmond, which is you know US itself, and they they have a different idea of what the pricing should be, yeah. and which is tragic because at the start of this generation, the Xbox One store was fantastic. You yeah. could pick up digital games day one for two for two four nine nine two seven nine nine. And we're talking proper AAA stuff at that time. Battlefield Four, Need for Speed, the works. Even Diablo Three was much cheaper on Xbox One than it was on PS Four at launch. Yeah, and the pricing was really, really good. And uh, you know, it it made sense at that time to bother with digital. But uh, that's changed for a lot of games right now, and to the point where it's uh, cheaper to actually buy it on disc. It's cheaper to wait for a discount because even when Microsoft does have its discount, which is again the same cadence as almost everyone else. uh more to do with uh, yes yeah, summer and uh, you have a winter sale and a black friday sale but what's really good from all three of the microsoft sales the best one is usually black friday because they tend to have it right after the triple a releases so you, there's a good chance a game that was let's say like forza horizon 3 which probably launched in september you could get it for 25% off uh, a month or two later yeah so that's one of the greatest examples of why you should wait exactly and With Microsoft, they tend to discount new releases faster than anyone else. Mm. Sony doesn't do it as often, and I mean, on 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 Steam, it most of the discounts are on older games. So that's something to keep in mind if you're looking for the latest and greatest, and if you have an Xbox, and if you're willing to wait that month or two, you're definitely going to find a discount. Uh, in in the case of Xbox One, since Amazon India w- had an exclusive with it for a long time. uh it actually tends to be the best place to get discounts on physical product because uh, their lightning deals are usually the cheapest you can ever get xbox one games outside of us black friday offline deals like uh we've seen uh, sunset overdrive drop to 499 uh, on amazon during a lightning deal in fact i bought my third copy when that happened just because it was cheap so these kinds of things won't happen offline and they'll never happen on digitally Yeah, and even Minecraft, which uh, w- which is usually available for I think uh, close one seven nine nine one seven nine nine went as low six ninety nine on a few sales ago. Yeah, and even uh, Forza Horizon two when it came out was four uh, thousand, but uh, within a mo- less than a month on uh, Amazon it was down to two four nine nine. 
So yeah, your best bet, especially for Xbox, is more than any other retailer is Amazon at this stage. Hmm. And again, there's like there's a caveat over there because a game like Killer Instinct Definitive Edition, uh, which had about I think 750 units brought into the country, uh, that game is now sold out. It never was discounted more than I think 20%, and now it's just sold out and out of print in India. Yep. So with with Xbox, it's a little more nuanced because uh, you get a better deal on newer games, uh, especially towards the end of the year. And the second thing, which is also of interest, is yes, uh, there are some retailers which will do a better discount on Xbox versus others. So that's something to keep in mind if you're on that platform. And uh, the other thing Xbox has an advantage with is uh, backward compatibility with discs. Uh, uh, retail stores like CEX, which sell used games. Uh, they'd often have uh, Xbox 360 games really cheap. Like you'd be able to pick up about 10 AAA games from last gen for under 3,000 rupees, and they'd probably almost all be playable on Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Red Dead Redemption was available for under uh, three, under 400, 500. Yeah, rupees. I picked it up for 300 rupees, hmm. and that's a really good deal considering you can still play it now. And the Xbox One backward compatible version is the definitive version of that game now, which means you also get the expansion for it, even if even though you haven't bought it. So yeah, that's something to keep in mind on Xbox. Yeah, true. So let's move on to the other platform, which is famous for all of its amazing discounts. Android. <laughs> <laughs> as bad as that, uh, Nintendo. Oh, so you mean the platform which they email you for your birthday, saying you get a discount, and then when you click on it, they'll be like, "Here's one percent off a game which is never getting cheaper." <laughs> no, I, I kid, I kid. But uh, Nintendo has been uh, famous for not discounting and not dropping in price their first-party games. for a long time and it usually drops in price when they do a re-release with different artwork in the selects uh, range but this is, is for physical right this is for physical hmm. uh, on the digital side of things their games which launch at say 40 or 60 dollars will never drop under 30 or 20 and these deals happen probably a year and a half or two years after release when almost everyone is finished playing them so uh, a good deal with nintendo which would be equivalent to 75% off on steam is usually $20 off on a $60 game tl tldr uh, no discounts and they only happen when nintendo wills it and uh, expect to pay a lot if you want to buy stuff on nintendo platforms waiting for stuff to get really cheap is just not going to work out but nintendo did have a sale recently on the legend of zelda franchise right uh, again this was a one time use 30% off on a single game Yes, uh, if you you obviously can't see this, but Rishi had a massive face palm moment. <laughs> yes. So uh, the thing with the the Zelda games is, given most people in India own an NTSC console, uh, the deals which happen abroad offline are much better, and you'd rather have someone over there uh, buy them for you. Yeah. Because they do buy two get one free at Best Buy in the US, and Amazon price matches so. You'd you'd be paying much less. In fact, buying Pokemon at retail in India would cost you thirty six ninety nine to four thousand one hundred, when uh, the games could be bought together for eighty dollars in the US hmm. for two games together. Yeah. So I mean, with Nintendo, it usually doesn't happen. Yeah. And if it does happen, it's not on Nintendo's own platform. So that's the long and short of it. And games often get more expensive the longer time goes by. Like Bayonetta one and two, which was the first. It was a limited edition when it released. Uh, is now seventy dollars or sixty-five dollars for a used copy, and this retailed for fifty-nine ninety-nine dollars. Yeah. So it yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, prepare to bleed yourself dry with this particular platform. Though that might change with the Switch, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, because, we'll see. Uh, because you know, region free, region free being one thing, 
and second thing because nintendo seems to be more aggressive with third party i mean we may see may see some differences here but let's see yeah so finally um let's wrap up with ios and android for android let's just i mean you know yeah let's just get it out of the way yeah. uh, you're not going to really get much deals on android easily because google rarely highlights anything worth mm-hmm. buying and uh, aside from a few free to play in app discounts they don't re- really highlight premium deals your best bet would be following sites that cover deals uh so basically just check if a game is on sale on iOS and then check if its android version is on sale that's one way to do it and there are there are a couple of sites like appsales.net app dash android police usually highlights some of the deals on yeah. a weekly basis but uh, uh, there aren't really good apps on the platform that will highlight sales like the case on iOS yeah so the problem partly here is that uh, a lot of android games are actually like freemium more freemium games i guess um on yeah in android. a lot of cases the ios versions would be pay once and on android you get them free and then the in app there'd be an unlock yeah. or a pro upgrade like they used to call it yeah But so those things don't really go on sale do they no they don't and uh, when they do go on sale it's not something that google usually highlights it's done yeah. by the app developer hmm. so we've seen it several times with uh, games that have in game events like final fantasy record keeper uh, and mobius but uh, by and large and even at pokemon i mean whatever they were they were doing in terms of festivities or events was run through uh the the, the publisher developer not by google mm. and uh while i do agree that yes google's curation could be on the better side but the counter argument there is and probably this is this is just one segue before we move get back on track is the counter argument is they're working with what they have and <laughs> considering they want to push regional content yeah there is going to be a problem there but yeah i do agree that uh discounts are a little tough to find um and when they do happen they're on iaps more or less but from time to time you will find some some stuff that does get discounted like for example when uh, rpgs such as chrono trigger did get a discount or games like steins gate uh steins gate isn't on android in english oh it's not no it's only on ios yes uh, one advantage android does have because of its quote unquote open nature and google's openness is uh, there are humble mobile bundles Yeah and those end up being really cost effective for yeah. android games Fantastic and in most point. cases you get the steam versions as well hmm. so if you buy a game like world of goo which is on every platform now you'd get both versions so you could give away the steam key or you can use it as well and uh, they do mobile bundles i think once or twice a year now even uh, the amazon store does have discounts from time to time but uh Honestly the the path towards installing it is a little tedious because you know Yeah I mean let's let's not yeah. go there that's that's just you know something It's the term also known yeah. as APK behavior <laughs> So that that's about it for Android there's not really much you can yeah. do Yeah iOS is where all the action is happening Partly the problem with Android is that there are a couple of apps that let you track these sales but then what happens with these is that uh, they get no affiliate commission I don't think there's like an official No Google doesn't have an affiliate Yeah so program. they do it via some third party and via that method what happens is they only get a minor commission for paid apps and paid games It's basically games. Yeah. it's basically a combination of uh, how Google's made the platform for developers and also the lack of quality games hmm. aside from a few which happen to go from iOS to Android So on the iOS side of things uh, there are multiple app and game tracking ga- sale tracking apps uh, the two most popular ones would be app advice oh uh, sorry app shopper and uh, touch arcade touch arcade is a gaming focus mobile gaming focused website 
and uh, they let you add stuff to your list and they notify you and yeah so let's just discounted. warn everybody that touch arcade's app has not been updated in something like 5 years now yeah, and the, uh, uh, it's going to die very soon <laughs> it it is because uh, like google's openness apple is the opposite over here and uh, they don't let some of these apps get updated because they seem they think the apps are trying to replicate store functionality when they essentially are bringing more revenue to apple in the first place yeah which is i mean which is going to be a bone of contention going forward because at the end of the day unless apple is willing to let the discounts be known in a scale on scale and in fact and in function like these pla- like touch arcade is able to do it's going to be a problem for discoverability it is i mean app shopper social is one of the apps which is going to be fine after apple flips the uh the 32 bit 64 bit switch uh that's what i use like it lets you follow people and when they add stuff to their own wish list you get to see it so it's really useful and in the end they take a commission because apple has an affiliate program hmm. but yeah that's something that i'm not entirely against but i don't know what apple really has a problem with over here um as you said it's it's one okay in in a way it brings revenue to apple but i guess apple's concern would be that um if you keep tracking these sales and then you buy stuff only when it goes free then apple is making less money i, I really can't understand what i i don't think yeah. it's that because apple usually talks to developers and gets them together and does a like we've seen this on the indian app store get premium games for rupees 10 and never pay again hmm. they highlight these deals so yeah so periodically do check the app store apple's own curation for yeah, deals the feature, is excellent yeah the feature the feature section yeah. is really good yeah. uh, i wouldn't recommend looking at the top paid charts in india because it's usually full of a few scam apps yeah. like whatsapp on ipad and whatsapp recording and random call stuff. recording pro yes call recording pro of course <laughs> yeah, and so passcode lock for whatsapp and very funnily these are all like under the games category <laughs> none yeah. of them are actually apps so uh, <laughs> there will never be at least given apple's current policy humble bundles on ios nah, nah, but not uh, your best bet would be installing and making an account on app shopper touch arcade looking at the forums where people talk about which games are worth yeah. buying they are really useful yeah, so and touch arcade gets a lot more content quality yeah. content than android on gaming and in the app side of things so in general my advice would be go to toucharcade.com on the browser and sign in there they let you get wish lists and yes. all that so yes. add your games to a wish list over there read forum responses yeah. and uh, you'd be pressed to not you, your backlog is just going to increase the moment you start doing this mm. so tell me about it i bought so many games that ultimately i ended up playing some 7 8 10 months later but then you know like the games i played all of them are totally worth it because i read toucharcade comments Though word to the wise, if you plan to go down the route that Mike and Pranay discussed, uh, keep in mind that you will need a bigger capacity iOS device. 32 gigs will not cut it. 16 gigs will not cut it. Game sizes are extremely, extremely large. Yeah, I mean, I just the other day, what uh, Steins Gate went on sale, right? And yeah, and it's I, almost 2 GB. 1.55 GB yeah. download, so that's just crazy. Yeah. and even like some regular games like fire emblem heroes would be presenting you with a nice install size of 82 mb and then you open the game and then suddenly you're downloading 700 800 mb worth of stuff yeah so yeah so that's something to keep in mind because the app sizes are only getting higher yeah so uh, for ios that's that's about it right is there any yeah other? basically just app shopper and touch arcade are the best places to find uh, discounts on games and make sure you make an account and add stuff to your wish list these services are built to make you buy stuff so that they get commission hmm. so they are not going to forget to send you a notification and yeah basically that's it yeah because of these two sites in particular like i found so many great deals like i picked up um, what's that game lara croft go 
I think I picked up that for ten rupees. And uh, similarly, there was one game called Horizon Chase uh, arcade yes, racing game. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I picked up that for ten rupees. So lots of crazy deals I found only thanks to these sites. And do note that these sites may not have like regional pricing. Uh, the alternate pricing for India is ten and thirty rupees. It so, not not really. Uh, depends on the developer if yeah. they want to use the tiered Indian pricing. But uh, just click on the link and it'll open and it'll switch to India over there. So yeah, immediately. The price. Yeah. So on the site you might see one dollar or sixty rupees, but when once you click, you'll find the price, uh, the actual price, which may be ten rupees. You yes. never know. Yep. So don't forget to click on that link to get the exact pricing. Oh. All right. So I suppose that's everything for this particular segment. I, we hope that you found this useful and do stick around if you want to hear about Lego Batman and more about that particular movie. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> And as promised, we are back after the break with a discussion on the Lego Batman movie. So to talk about the movie, we have our pop culture nerd Akhil Arora. Hey. And you already know me. I am Pranay Parab. I was here with you just before the break. So first up, in this movie, uh, it's it's a spin-off of the DC universe, I guess. I mean, it doesn't really fit into. It's actually a spin-off of the Lego movie from 2014. Yeah, and it. doesn't really fit into the dc universe per se it's just a yeah. like a offshoot in there somewhere where it uses a lot of the characters in in the universe including superman batman joker and green lantern flash yeah. you name it and they have it yeah and like this like that's the thing like because it's warner bros is involved with lego in this they have like access to like even other universes so we that's why we see voldemort come in which is so that's since we're talking about this we probably, probably let people know that we're going to eventually go into spoilers so that wasn't really a good really spoiler but we will get there so this voldemort as i said this sauron from lord of the rings who shows up dalek show up from like the doctor who thinks sort of and there's so much more it's like you can't even like before you even see them they sort of like just get gone they were like just there like i just remember like the wicked witch was there mm, yeah there's so many like small small things like just like paying homages to king kong there yeah king kong was there. Like, <laughs> just, like, you can't remember them all random there's so characters many just pop up yeah like there. apparently like yeah. some, i uh, i had to like go online to like see this that uh, some creature from clash of the titans was there which i never saw cuz it was supposed to be a crappy movie oh yeah okay yeah like Yeah, I forgot. Anyway, Basically, I mean, everything Warner Bros owns right now, they somehow managed to fit that in and market. Yeah. It was funny to see Vol- Voldemort trying Wingardium Leviosa, which is like a levitation spell in Harry Potter, uh, instead of his trademark Avada Kedavra. Yeah, like, yeah. Why are you making like maybe because like you know it's finally it's a children's a ki- movie, kids yeah. movie, yeah. even though Harry Potter was supposed to be that at some point. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> it's about I don't know a minute and a half into the podcast, and I think now we should introduce the movie itself. Yeah, like, we just like <laughs> talked about like everything Warner Bros owns and like yeah, like so, the movie is ultimately uh, about Batman. Yeah, this yeah. movie is ultimately about Batman, uh, but it's a Lego version of Batman. Right. So So Lego is that building bricks thing, which yeah, I'm yeah. sure everybody knows about by now. Uh, so this is a version of Batman that's based on those Lego models, and they've done some uh, very cool animation things with uh, with all those uh, Lego bricks. Just like they did with the Lego movies, like sort of like get those and like this opening sequence, sort of like. Almost like remind me of the Dark Knight Rises, you know. <laughs> it's almost like a satire, like parody version of that. Yeah, Except Dark Knight Rises. Except the people were like really intelligent, like really like serious there, hmm. and here the pilots are just like two jokers. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises was such a train wreck. Although te- they're technically they're they're not jokers because there's an actual joker involved. Yeah, there's there's one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, the movie was so bad that. Uh, I'm just glad that they made fun of it in in this opening sequence. Yeah, yeah. but that's not the only movie they did about, did they? Like, like yeah. that remember that scene with like Alfred in it, 
where he like runs through every Batman like scene from the last like seventy years. Yeah, including some live action footage of yeah. the sixties Batman movie thing, where know, he's yeah. dancing randomly. <laughs> that was just crazy. <laughs> so as you can tell, it's actually a quite uh, a very very light hearted movie, which is something that I really appreciate because I've been feeling that DC needs to take itself a little lightly for for a while now. Uh, every DC movie that comes in, yeah. it's like more serious than the previous one, oh, yeah. and sometimes I mean off late at least. And uh, even the ones that sort of present themselves as like funny, which is supposed to be Suicide mm-hmm. Squad last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. turned out to be so deadly serious, and they just couldn't like know what to do with it. Yeah, I really don't know what what is going on with the DC universe as a whole. I'm I don't think I like a single thing uh, that's been made recently. Uh, one of the comments that sort of I made in my review as well was I feel like what happened to Suicide Squad is, um, uh, sort of going off topic. What happened to Suicide Squad was there was too many like cooks involved like, because they made a f- initial cut. The producer wasn't happy with it. They sent them back, re- reshot it. That's why you sort of you know heard about those things. They're gonna improve it, but clearly the final product was nowhere up to the mark. Yeah, but ultimately the uh, Lego Batman movie itself is uh, pretty good, mostly because it takes itself really in in a very non-serious way, and it has this Deadpool style narration where they break the fourth wall and they make fun of all the elements in the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's almost like a Deadpool for kids, isn't it? Yeah, it is a Deadpool for kids for sure, and that's that's the reason I why mean, the I love it so much. The thing about it is, is, it's also like at the same time, even though it's sort of targeted to this audience, which is like. You know, plays with these Lego toys, hmm. and it's ultimately made for that. It's ultimately made so that they, you know they can sell more of those Lego toys and they can sell more of the Batman merchandise. There's so much in the movie that the target audience will never get. There's so many jokes. It's so many like astute observations made uh, either towards superhero culture, or either towards animation movies in general. Like I remember the small sort of thing, you know, where uh, when before he gets adopted from uh, Bruce Wayne while he's busy looking at Barbara yeah, Gordon Robin. and the song is playing, hmm. which is just um, hilarious. Hmm. That part, like which and it repeats itself. Yeah. in the prison as well and he's there and you know he's kind of like as he's just like trying to appeal to Bruce Wayne to like adopt him and he's like oh, checking checking all the boxes he makes a comment about the how animation movies have these you know this really huge eyes characters who mm. want to be like who are more innocent yeah. in compared to their faces and all the while the same like character Dick Grayson does have those eyes mm. so it's like being self-aware and sort of like you know still indulging in it because you can mock it yeah, so this movie is targeted at kids, I guess, uh, kids, preteens. Yeah, mostly. like I would say, like I mean, the Legos are like for what, like four to aged four to upwards, right? Yeah, four to like fifteen or whatever, four to thirteen. Yeah, so I think it's been about uh, what twenty years since we were that age, but we still enjoyed it. Yeah, that kind of speaks for the all uh, universal appeal of of this. Yeah, there's so movie. many like layers of jokes, like the some jokes, like most jokes, like work on like for everyone, mm-hmm. and there's obviously like, the you know the silly one-liners and the, like the jokes with like butts in them hmm. and then there's obviously the, the better nuance observations and the takes that sort of like appeal to like the higher audience especially like the things like when you talk about Adam West like old serials hmm. or like stuff like Jerry Maguire like hmm. when he's watching that hmm. movie and just like laughing about it like which is just weird right because that's supposed to be a rom-com so like normally you would expect someone to sit there and like really cry and like hold like tissues in his hand but like Batman doesn't do that because Batman yeah, is Batman. You know, he has no emotional connection to things. Eventually, his entire family does yeah. the same thing, right? They all sit there and have popcorn <laughs> and they start laughing. You complete me and they start laughing at that. Yeah, like it's supposed <laughs> to be like the, the most emotional moment of the movie where yeah. like, everyone's supposed to be sobbing yeah. and these people are just sitting there like laughing it yeah. out. You had me at shut up and then he starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's just crazy. So that uh, brings me to the pacing of the movie. Uh, I thought it was just crazy like insane lightning pace and joke after joke after joke and things just keep happening that you have no room to breathe and we were like fortunate enough to watch like an ad free interval free version of the movie so that kind of like very rare in India yeah and when the movie was getting over I was like okay it's already over (laughs) (laughs) I mean it was like so quick like it just like didn't stop and that sort of they 
told you that right, right in the beginning itself right like when the scene with the joker starts happening it's a little like and it was like that way the editing was done wonderfully so that first scene is packed to the rafters like there's no moment like left for anything and like that's why joker you know introduced like what some 50 villains right mm. he's like ye bhi hai ye bhi hai ye yeah, bhi hai yeah, everyone's yeah, here yeah, yeah. like they go down to the level of introducing condiment king <laughs> yeah. who nobody cares about <laughs> yeah. totally yeah but he's still there because like they're trying to like mock tc comics and how comics and become so convoluted over a period of time that they introduce any villain just for the sake of it yeah condiment king like i still have a hard time believing that's a real villain like he shoots mustard and ketchup i mean i don't really, know what that's supposed to be <laughs> i really don't know like, like i haven't heard a single comic with him in it but i'm sure like uh this is insane like and that's the thing so like that opening sequence and if you contrast it well like once he gets home hmm. and he says computer i'm home hmm. and then it's just like no yeah. one there yeah echo it's echo like echo 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 they pull out no one there he yeah. goes to the kitchen gets the lobster thermometer out puts yeah. it in the microwave and then literally that's what they like, he puts like 2 minutes on the microwave i'm pretty sure we spent 2 minutes just watching him yeah just like, actually like yeah. microwave is food it's like Okay, Batman. Yeah, I mean that's just one of the ways in which they have these subtle jokes in there, right? Yeah, you like just, even without yeah. delivering a single line, yeah. it's so funny. All they're doing is just showing like the reflection of the uh, lobster thermometer rotating I in know. the microwave's light, yeah. right? That's all. And, we're and then he goes to that like yeah. what else? That was supposed to be like a rafting thing. He was like that's a fl- floating thing. Yeah, he goes yeah, in his pl- yeah, pool, yeah. Yeah. and then he like has it, and like every bite is shown. Like he has one bite. Yeah, Second next bite, bite, yeah. Third bite. <laughs> like what is happening? Yeah, and it, it still didn't feel like it was slowing down anything. Yeah, it was yeah. just like it was still so funny. People like it's why in the audience you could feel like everyone was like sort of enjoying every moment. Yeah. And then suddenly he gets up and plays like a solo like metal guitar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so whoever edited this movie, uh, top marks for them. Another very important thing in this is that Batman finally lightens up a bit i mean yeah. uh, of late i think since the christopher nolan trilogy yeah since the christopher nolan like, we yeah. had that like funny one which was like a terrible movie yeah, but it, it was like funny yeah. it was like one of those like good bad movies right batman yeah. versus robin yeah uh, batman and robin so not versus robin and where like george clooney ends up being the batman and this like mr freeze as well but yeah since like the, as you said the christopher nolan era it's all it's all been like serious like grim you know like he's really dealing with like the loss of like parents and then Rachel and everyone yeah which is like so good that's why we don't have anything like you know and anyone being like kidnapped here or like batman not being put through another emotional turmoil it's like his entire journey is played for a good cause towards the end hmm. it's all about his family right it's about his family yeah, yeah. it's about like earning a new family he's, it's not hmm. like taking so like in the nolan thing you sort of you take him at his worst like his he's lost everything he goes like far away to asia comes back and then you plunge him deeper into darkness hmm. but here he actually has he comes up like he when he when he ends up in the phantom zone he realizes his mistake it's not like um well screw this i don't care i'm still that same person i'm going back mm-hmm. i'm going to fight alone yeah. he realizes what he's doing wrong and he sort of becomes a better person in the way batman works alone <laughs> <laughs> like so the last thing and the, and the another thing i really liked was the the filmmakers never like a lot of movies you know tend to do this where they uh, end up giving the character sort of a love arc which they could have but the lavak here is very interesting it doesn't come with barbara gordon hmm. who like just like drops him in the end you like yeah. i don't care about you yeah. this is like a one way thing i don't know You're what you doing my platonic coworker yeah, buddy platonic, exactly yeah. she has nothing going for him yeah. but and the actual relationship is not actually with them but it's actually between batman and joker which is yeah. like so amusing throughout yeah it is i hate you <laughs> i hate you the most <laughs> you mean nothing to me Yeah, like in the beginning, it's, it's all about that. Like he's like no, nothing for him. Like yeah. that's what he's like in the entire world. He doesn't care. He's like, I don't care about you. Hmm. I don't care about anyone. And he's yeah. so hurt. Like that scene, I loved that scene. Like yeah. Joker goes from his like normal eyes to like slightly like emotional eyes to teary eyes, and then he's just like cannot hold it in. 
Yeah, animation is just killer in this entire movie. Uh, the way they've even moved like eyes and I know it's like yeah. like you normally think that you know like the best emotional movies will be made with human faces because yeah, we relate yeah, with them. Yeah. We see them every day. They're just random Lego blocks, right? Yeah, this in is which like things are moving slightly. Blocks, man. And yeah. then they create like more emotion than you and then probably like regular actors. Yeah, so eyes, eyebrows and uh, lips. These are three things that they use mostly to yeah. create emotion and the way they use it example for Joker, uh, he says that I'm still smiling as you can yeah. see and then his lips just go <laughs> wide. That's the animation, right? You can sort yeah. of you can push the boundaries of like reality, yeah. which is what like allows them to like have that like weird faces in every year and all like the way people like for example like, coming back to the eyes thing with like Robin, he's just like you can tell he's an eager to like please like everyone child. Hmm. That's like that's him throughout. He's just like okay, can someone please validate that I'm doing a good job? Hmm. Yeah, and that brings me to other characters around Batman. Yeah, uh, Batman. I mean, first of all, did a great job. They did everything right with Batman, I including love, like, the fact that they mocked his <laughs> "I'm horse voice." Yeah, yeah. So from there, like if you look at all the characters around him, the way they complement his humor and the way they complement his character, I thought that was really well done. Uh, I mean, particularly of note is Robin, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, the kid goes from being like a nobody who just follows Batman around and you know cons him almost into getting uh, adopted. Yeah, he just cons him into getting. Like yeah. he's like so busy looking, and he's just like yeah. happily. He's like, oh, you'll adopt me now. Yeah. So he gets adopted, roams around the house, and then you know how Alfred helps him. Yeah. So these two characters, I thought, were really good, and of course, special mention for the Joker. I mean, it's like sort of like uh, so heartbroken when that's like when you mention Alfred. That's moment where you know he tells him like, how? What do you know about having a surrogate son? And I'm yeah. just like, are you kidding me? Hmm. Do you like not know what like what is happening between yeah, us? Yeah. Like so unaware to like literally every bond around him, hmm. and that's sort of like that's the mess, true mess of the film, right? That like, you have to like what he what he says. Like he becomes like very on the. This, it's finally a children's movie, so they are on the very on the nose with it towards the end when he says, uh, well. If you just because you lose someone doesn't mean you stop letting them in. Yeah. And that's sort of the message of the movie eventually. Yeah, and all of this just uh, kind of leads me to the voice acting here. Um, most of these characters are great because of the voice acting, not yeah. just because of the animation. So the, I mean, Alfred in particular. I think uh, Ralph. Ralph Fiennes, yeah. yeah. Ralph Fiennes was uh, really good as Alfred. I thought that the way he uh, admonishes Batman at times uh, that was quite funny. And yeah, also, especially the, even the parental control lock thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> he just like, lets uh, Robin into that uh, yeah. Batcave, right? Yeah, and then and he's he, like my secret password, and then he Alfred like Butler. Yeah, with two T's. Yeah, <laughs> and even like uh, in in the Batcave, there's that Bat scene where all those that was amazing. Um, right? All those uh, costumes are being selected for oh, right, Robin, yeah. right? So then suddenly Alfred appears <laughs> in one of those, saying "Kick Butler." <laughs> So that was also quite funny. Throughout the movie, there were lots of these uh, really nice jokes. Uh, yeah, aided like, very even well. Even the password to Batcave, Iron Man sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so aided very well by all these nice voice actors. The so chemistry yeah. between some of these actors was just uh, phenomenal. I really doubt if you can script so much of this. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they did script it, but I think there's uh, a lot of improv involved here. Yeah. Yeah, and they, like, there was the a lot so of ad libbing. Like Bill Arnett and Michael Cera. So if hmm. people know Arrested Development, they'll know they've been involved in that series. Hmm. So they have already sort of have a comedic sort of rapport between them which mm. they sort of like carry over here which yeah. is so great to watch like the, from the first moments in the Batcave to Superman's Fortress of Solitude when you know the whole like thing is just like you know what follow my and you're like you're following it perfectly and he gu- guides them through the, to the perfect thing to like the uh, Phantom Zone projector that scene itself like that works because the t- coming timing between them is so great mm. even though they're not in the same room like Batman is above like with the Superman everyone around him and you know the, the loner in the party yeah. And like he's down there. Even then, it's a commit rapper over the walkie-talkie. Like it's just like that. Just the gel between them sort of 
push the film forward. Yeah, I mean, it, he does it like so fast, right? He said backflip, front flip, yeah. <laughs> side, <laughs> everything. And like then, even though like it's, it's Batman things, like those are actually his ideas, but yeah. actually it's Robin himself who's improvising on the spot and making sure he doesn't die. Yeah, and so many things in the script were really nicely done. Uh, like what we said that uh, Batman, he thinks that. These are all great ideas. So when complimenting Robin, he says, "You are great at obeying." <laughs> it's not like Robin. It's not like Robin know, did yeah. all those motions. And then he right? brings up the, just like the tablet, you know, where he yeah. keeps a count of like how many good ideas Batman has and how many good ideas everyone else has. <laughs> zero. Like zero. And even like was, even though you yeah. like supposed to hate this guy, like he's supposed to, like so egomaniac. Yeah. He only yeah. thinks about himself. And the end when they actually save him, and then he's like. Three people. You did a good job. You did a good job. You did a good job. And he's like one, one. idea for everyone else. Yeah. So <laughs> even though that's supposed to make him like a very like horrible character, like you still like sort of love him at that point. He's like okay, you know what? There is possibility of change in this. Yeah. Game. And part of the reason why you love him is all the music that's uh, that goes just yeah. with it. So he starts with his own rendition of "I Am Batman," <laughs> I <know laughs> which is like a metal rap kind of a song. So that was hilarious. And then throughout even the actually, movie, like, he actually cues the music. Remember, like when he yeah, like when the yeah. movie starts, he's like. All movies start. Important movies start with a black screen. Yeah. And they like, cue the music. Yeah. And the music comes on and the words come on. Like. Yeah. And then the end is there's a white screen for no reason yeah, and a music which studio executives love, which is a nice way of laughing at them. Yeah. No, it's like sort of like doing that because you sort of need that in a children's film. You need to yeah. send families on a happy note. It can't be like you know a dark night where he's like running away and then you have no idea what's gonna happen with Batman now yeah. or like worse, Batman Superman. Where like Batman and Wonder Woman are standing over the grave of Superman, like how grim can you get, man? Yeah, it's true. So like this is why, so like, you sort of in the children's movie, you need that sort of happy note to send them off, and that's so you sort of achieve that by doing that by saying you know that we have this song which Robin chose, which mm. is like, obviously a happy song, mm. but also like by poking for the same time as you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go and download this whole soundtrack. It's <laughs> totally worth listening to on its own. Like, even own. Robin's like choices in between when he like tells them to like choose the theme music yeah. right before the climax sequence begins. He's like, okay, what's your theme music? And then Robin brings up all the cheesy tracks in the world. Yeah. He's like this one. This one, this one. Yeah, and ultimately Batman is forced to concede, right? Yeah. That's also like how the characters progress. Yeah, that's another like part of him. Like he's sort of understanding that in a fa- like when you're working with a group, as mm-hmm. he would like, mm-hmm. that's all he would say in the beginning. He wouldn't even use the word family. He's like, we just co-workers, like working together. Like he's learning to like sort of work with others, which is what it's about. Yeah. It's about teamwork eventually. Yeah, it's hilarious, right? I mean, he's so used to his isolation and his loneliness that when yeah. they finally like there are four people in the team, uh, and they, when they finally go to the Batcave and take the lift, they all are like yeah, squeezed against each other. The same thing happens like <laughs> half an hour ago in the thingy builds, like when they're falling from a tower. Uh, he's like, yeah. Throw what me bricks, called? throw me bricks, throw me bricks, and he yeah. builds a scuttler. Scuttler, yes. Yeah, and, he, and his scuttler yeah. flies away, and they're like, why is there only one seat here? Because <laughs> I have one butt. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that they made like. I mean, there's so yeah, many they, jokes packed in. Like, I feel yeah. like I could like, like talk about this for two hours and like still miss something. Just like ev- the, everything that was happening, right? It was so like frantic pace. Mm. I couldn't keep up. But like, there's so many things that happened. It's like, okay, yeah, this happened. Oh, yeah, this happened. And then mm. this happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could watch the movie another time and still oh, end easily, up enjoying yeah, like, it. Yeah. I'll probably like f- no notice joke that I probably missed the last time around. Yeah. So if there was one thing that I were to criticize about this movie is probably the lack of a story. I mean, the story yeah. just exists to. I mean, this is a, such a bare bones plot. It's just almost like uh, maybe what one and a half hours of jokes. It's almost like a stand. Yeah, it is. Cake. Like yeah, it's like yeah. a laugh a minute, just like movie, which like barely and probably like I can summarize the plot in two lines if you wanted to. Hmm. And uh, beyond that, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, they didn't really like, care about that. It's the movie is not designed to be that. But the other sort of big problem for me was the sort of character development for everyone 
other than Batman. I feel mm. like because I mean I get it because you know the Batman is the main draw and that's why people would come yeah, to watch the movie. Yeah, it's the Lego Batman. Yeah, it's the Lego Batman movie. It's not. Yeah. It's not the call the Lego Batman, Robin, Barbara Gordon, and uh, Alfred movie mm. for a reason. Mm. And so that for for the reason that because of that the movie sort of suffers. The other character suffers. And they're not able to get the same arcs as him. It's, mm. it's they're existing more to just like reflect as a, as a foil of uh, Batman's like future growth. Yeah. Like Barbara doesn't really have anything, right? Yeah, she's, Barbara is a totally. She just exists like, as like yeah. a character there. It's a prop character. Yeah, honestly. all she gets in the end is like a bad girl costume, and that mm. probably is uh, probably a sexist on some level as well. But she like does as well. She's like she like oh, so you call me a bad girl? So can I call you a bad boy now? Yeah. So that's why they. I mean, everything they've done is pretty much like it's not like they missed out on anything per se. Yeah. Like they were very self-aware of all the things they were right, doing. Right. Yeah. And then it was a way of making fun of uh, things that happened in previous Batman movies. Yeah, because they're like, drawing DC from movies. comics. They're like, well, so yeah. it's already called Bad Girl for like 50 years in comics. So we're gonna do that. I mean, like at least we're gonna be self-aware about it and yeah. like you know, like make joke about it at least as we been going along. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny though. Honestly, like, that it's Bad Girl and it's right? Catwoman, right? It's not Catgirl. Yeah. yeah. And even the um the part like when the costume were coming when you talked about and so the, one of the costumes the Marachi costume is like you know like sort of culturally in, inappropriate yeah. but even they that they managed to sort of mock and you know make a joke yeah, about it yeah they say El Mariachi but it's not it's not going to be it's not culturally appropriate yeah, it, yeah. Like, yeah so like <laughs> so it, it was quite funny the fact that so they're so, so self like self aware about it and so smart about it and it's like you have to give the credit to like the team of screenwriters who were involved behind the movie yeah screenwriters and editors because you have to know exactly when to stop and yeah. i thought they stopped just at the right uh, moment if it had gone on for like 3 hours like say um, suicide squad cough cough uh, <laughs> then it would probably have been really bad yeah but which is why the movies like literally like, you sort of when you're done with the movie you like you know what that was like the perfect length if there's a little more of like Batman I probably would have got pissed off eventually. Hmm, yeah. So that brings me to the other uh, Lego movies in uh, in in this Lego universe. So um I think Ninjago the Ninjago movie is coming soon um, yeah, September. September 2017. Yeah, so that's something I'm definitely looking forward to because <laughs> I love this movie. Uh, like what about the thing what they delivered like this is just set us a high bar, right? Yeah. The first the Lego movie which was so inventive like it's it's made comments on so many things that are sort of like we keep doing in our world and this one like sort of takes on to superhero culture. So I'm sort of really excited to see can they deliver another like sort of great movie which is like works for children works to like sell their toys but can still deliver on another level for like adults so based on the trailer i think they will uh, i mean i thought the trailer was quite interesting yeah. uh, however i mean they were making fun of star wars weren't they in the trailer yeah they making fun of star wars movie. there's also like references towards transformers yeah and then there's like uh, stuff towards like you know any like fathers and like i mean yeah that's, that's star wars that in a way yeah lol lloyd joke, <laughs> Lloyd <laughs> joke yeah. so like that's like the that's the Lego sort of what's formulas become right yeah. sort of irreverent humor, mm -hmm. self-aware like jokes, and then still have like physical jokes as well. Like the trailer has like that where he is like it's like in like Lego humor, like where he's mm -hmm. like the his like block gets stuck in a toy, and then she's like, well, I'm gonna leave you now and run away. Yeah. So final two things. Uh, first is that I'm just a bit worried that uh, because all these big studios, the Marvels of the world, they kind of see that this something is working they, yeah. they're making money from it and they start milking it over and over again and then people grow tired of it right so when the mcu thing began i think wasn't it with uh, iron man the yeah, first one iron right man, yeah. so at that time everybody was all for it but yeah. by now it's just starting to get so it was really much slower tiring. back then it was, yeah. like, it was as the lego movie pace it was like uh firstly, 2014 was the first lego movie 2017 yeah, so like, is, I'm with the iron man it was like iron man in 2008 yeah. and then one in 2010 or something with you know thor and captain america so it was like one a movie sort of every two years which was sort of happened and even slower here like a movie 2014 and 2017 and there's going to be one this year so there's going to be two this actually hmm. and the, the sequel won't come the sequel of the lego movie hmm. won't come until 2019 so hmm. like 
if they go at like a slower pace, I feel like they won't overdo it because that actually allows the writers to sort of also be creative. Hmm. What sort of happened with the Marvels and the DCs, I feel, is it's been too much put on the same people. Hmm. Like, so Anthony and Joe Russo, who made like uh, Captain America, the second one, which I forgot, Winter Soldier, yeah. Mm-hmm. They also made uh, Captain America, the third one. Hmm. And they're also going to make Avengers Infinity War. So like hmm. when you just have the same people doing it over and over again, it's sort of, obviously the formula will get like, you know, dry and hmm. tired. Hmm. But if you have like, different creative people dif- involved in different things, which is why I don't like, you know, how where DC is going. Just, I feel like Zack Snyder and the Suicide David Ayer are involved in too many things right now. Hmm. But if they keep it, different people, new ideas, fresh, and you know, like, only do it if there's a new approach. Like they shouldn't make a de- Lego Batman 2 just because this one is popular. Yeah. Just because this one say hit hits like, I mean, it, I'm guessing it would. I can easily see this one hitting 700, 800 million dollars worldwide. Yeah, it will be a hit for sure. But just because it does yeah. that, it does not mean, that should, that should not green light a second movie yeah Watching it is a new concept new something, concept exactly yeah, something yeah. new yeah. to like i don't yeah. want another hour and a half of batman and robin doing the same thing yeah i mean i'm totally worried about something like a cars and cars 2 happening right over so, here, so unless you have a new concept don't force a sequel yeah. even though you know it's i mean that's the thing like it's, it's so like easy to do that right? because like the studios are like oh it's like 600 million dollars easy and that's like a great i mean and they want that because it's like the bottom line eventually for one of us yeah so th- that brings me to the uh, second point that do you think these movies are getting enough recognition because the previous one did not get any Oscars, right? The Lego movie. Uh, and this one, I would say that it should uh, be in the nominees list, but then it's already too late for that. And this release means that it will be considered for next year's Oscars. Yeah, which will be too when, early for that then. Yeah, yeah which by, by which time Le- everyone would have forgotten about anyway, this movie. It's happened with the last Lego movie as well. Hmm. And um, even though like I think Golden Globe gave it a nomination and award, the Oscars just like snubbed it. Yeah. And um, but I, I think is. I mean, I don't think these movies really need that kind of like, even though like, I guess yeah, Pixar does benefit from that. Hmm. Pixar does benefit from like, you know, winning awards every year. Hmm. I think these movies don't really, it's okay for them if they don't win awards because even if they make, make a bigger impact on the pop culture itself, hmm. if they can make a good enough impact on the entertainment culture and, you know, like sort of make the other studio heads consider, hmm. reconsider their live action premises, hmm. that itself is enough for me. Yeah. Like if if going forward, like I don't think right now, I'm I'm not looking at at all forward to the Justice League now because hmm. after having seen this Batman, imagine seeing Ben Affleck's Batman again. Yeah, the serious thing. Just I mean, I'm not saying that they should make every movie a funny movie, yeah. but they should like lighten up a little bit, stop taking their characters. Yeah, so which seriously. is why like the Marvel sort of like did really well in the in its first phase two, phase one and phase two, right? Hmm. They had a combination of action and humor and seriousness combined at the right amount, which is hmm. why they've gotten to the point where they are. Yeah, true that. However, like with all of these things, the more they grow, the more uh, studios' greed starts to creep in. Yeah. And then, you know, you just stop gen- enjoying. The more generic this stuff becomes yeah. over time. You really, yeah. really stop enjoying the movies. Like, even the new characters that, that they introduce, for example, say Marvel introduced Ant-Man, right? Yeah. Uh, and I believe DC is going to make an Aquaman movie yeah. as well, right? So these characters also, they worry me because what uh, these studios will do is they'll try the same formula that worked for other movies right. in, in these movies, which is not exactly how you should be treating these characters. Yeah, so the, the good thing what I've had... Uh, had there were, sorry, the good thing about the initial Marvel movies were that they treated all the movies as different, like, you know, concepts. Yeah. So one was a heist film, one was an action film, one was a thriller film. And yeah. that really worked well for them. Hmm. And I think Lego movie could use that as well. You know, like, hmm. they could, going forward, I mean, have the Lego humor, have the Lego signature animation, hmm. but look at other things that you can do. Hmm. I think the Ninjago actually might be able to do that because the Ninjago will be the first one 
that starts up as a group. So Lego yeah. One, it was Emmett as the everyman. He was alone. He had some like friends as he go- goes mm-hmm. along. Mm-hmm. And even Batman's supposed to be alone. Then finally he has like two, three friends. Mm. Ninjago starts off as a group of like six people. Mm. So that would be funny to like sort of see that, you know, like that friendship sort of like blossom from the get-go mm. and how they go through that mm. as well. So more of like an ensemble thing. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hope it works out and it's as good as this movie. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But it, great know, for everyone. Great for the people involved yeah. in the making one movie and great for audiences as well. Yeah. In a way, I'm actually happy that they're releasing a movie in September because all these Oscar people will remember it by the time <laughs> it's time to deliver the awards. Yeah. So I suppose that's all we have for this episode of Transition and we will see you with another episode next week. As always, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram at Gadgets360. The music for this podcast comes via Magnus Solai Paulson. You can find his music at solei, dot se. And the music has been from the album PPP, PPP, which is a soundtrack of the game VVV, VVV.